Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to this week's Weekly D. And today I have the lovely Polar Abby on, and we're going to be talking about choreography ownership. And this is a really interesting subject because it's something that comes up a lot online. People taking choreographies that weren't made by them and teaching them and what we feel is the most appropriate thing to do in situations like that and what other people feel is the most appropriate thing to do. So we wanted to discuss that. And, um, yeah, we go into a little bit of detail on it and we talk a little bit about Abby how she got into polls so without further ado this is the weekly D because honey if you ain't getting your D on the daily you better at least be getting it once on the weekly if you're not getting any and you want some tea then come and join Dan up on the weekly D Well, a big welcome to Polar Abbey. How are you, babe? Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you all? Yeah, so good. Really, really good. A busy. It's been it's been like a bit of a crazy year. Have you found it's been a bit of a crazy year for you too? Yes, definitely. A lot of moving, a lot of new studios, going back home. So I've been all over the place. And you're in LA, is that right? So I started in LA and I just moved to Texas at the beginning of the year. Oh, this is brand new information. Okay, because I could have swore I saw you training at Sadie's studio. That mm -hmm. was yes. that was when you were living in LA, right? Yeah, so I have already flown back to California two times since I've moved out here. Um, my mom also has work in California. So when she goes out, I just hitch a ride on the plane with her. And I tried to make my rounds to all the studios I used to teach at. So right. yeah, I was there like just last month. Right. So why, why Texas? What, what made you get, is that where you're from? No, I'm not from Texas, but my whole family lives here and I could never afford a house in California. So my mans and I wanted to move on to the next stage of our life. And that's where we could afford a home. And my whole family is around here. So it makes the transition a lot easier. So, and Texas is South, isn't it? Sorry, this is such a typical European, like, yes. there is Texas, <laughs> that's South, am I right? Yeah, so it's right in the center of the country and then down at the bottom. And are you in Austin or are you, whereabouts in Texas are you? Um, so the closest major city is going to be Dallas. And even that is about an hour away from me. So oh, okay. you could, you could just think Dallas. <laughs> nice. And I assume, so Dallas is the closest city to you. Where are you teaching? Are you teaching in your town or is there nowhere there? So right now I'm teaching in Allen and in Frisco, which are just neighboring cities. Um, so one of them is in Allen, it's called Rex Dance Studios, and that is Altitude um, Aerial Arts in Frisco. Altitude, why do I recognize that name? Who owns that? They've been a while for, they've been around for quite a while. That's quite a famous studio, is it not? I think so. I haven't been too familiar with it until I moved out here. Um, oh my God, hold on, I'm a thing here. Vertitude? Is that a... Who is the Vertitude? Vertitude is California. Who, is that Sergio's studio? 
I'm not sure who runs that studio. Oh my I God. don't know. All these studios sound the same. I don't know who's who. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure it's amazing either way. Um, but yeah. sorry, I've totally gotten thrown off track. This happens every podcast I do. I get thrown off track by a subject and I'm like, wait, hold on. So before we get started, before we keep chatting and going into all the things we want to talk about today, can you give us like a brief intro, like introduce yourself, tell us a bit about you, who's Paula Abbey, what does she do, how does she get into pole? tell us everything. Awesome, yeah. So um, I started pole dancing at the very tail end of 2018. So December of 2018, I basically just say 2019. Um, so I've been in it for a couple of years. Um, when I started, I just wanted to be in the air um, doing like the aerial tricks. I didn't do heels at all for like the first like eight months because I just felt awkward and weird. And I just felt like it, it wasn't for me. I didn't feel like sexy, um, mm -hmm. but I had some instructors that kind of like gave me the permission to just, just kind of feel that Bambi phase and like, you're hot, just go for it. And now the heels and the choreography is like my favorite cup of tea when it comes to pole. Um, I still try to get my ass in the air <laughs> every once in a while, but um, now I love to be on the floor and um, in my eight inch stilettos. That's where my happy place is. Right. And so, but when you first started, heels wasn't your main thing. No, no, I, um, I felt incredibly awkward in heels and not sexy at all. But everybody, I mean, everybody has to push through that in the beginning, but I just really didn't want to. I right. didn't want to give it a chance. But um, now looking back, I, I see that everybody's just going to have to push through that phase in the beginning. And then once you get through it, you start feeling really hot. I think, it, do you know what? I have to say, and this is a controversial opinion, with me, with me and heels, I don't feel hot. But I don't know if that's because I'm a guy. I'm going to be honest. Like, and, and again, I, it's just a personal preference. I don't find men who dance in heels sexy. I find it super impressive. I find it aesthetically pleasing to watch, but it doesn't do anything for me personally. But the whole sexy thing, I mean, what's your thoughts around that with heels? Because obviously with the heels stuff, there is that automatic like, oh, heels, you're doing sexy style pole. I mean, do you think it has to be sexy? No, no. Um, I don't think the heels have to be sexy. Um, there's a friend that I have. His name is Peter in California. He does a lot of cool concepts with the whole creepy kind of side of pole. And it's like those stilettos can add a really cool element, like making you look like a spider or a gremlin, Wait, you know? What's, and his, when I, what's his name? Weird Gay, gay spider. spider. Yes. Yes. I love yes. him. Yes. He's fabulous. Yeah. So I think he's really great with taking the heels into a different kind of realm. Like he's not mm. always trying to be super sexy. Let me show you my butt kind of vibe. He's, you know, taking it in different directions and really uses the heels as like another prop to the way he kind of channels his, his beautiful ideas that he has. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he's it doesn't great. always thought, have to be sexy. It's funny because when you said spider, I was like, wait, this must be the same guy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah he's, no, I, he's great. 
I really like his stuff. And so it's funny because, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way because I don't mean it in the way I'm about to say it, but like your style, I don't consider to be like a sexy style either. It's more like a technical style. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, um, yeah. So when I, I mean, obviously it has a sexy element to it, obviously, because it's, it's heels and a lot of the stuff we do is all derived really from that, that sexy style. But it's, it's, evolved so much and I very much whenever I watch your style it very much looks inspired by the Russian hard style when did that style develop for you and when did you discover it who was your like inspirations for that style yeah so thank you I agree my style isn't always in the realm of sexy um but I want to make sure I got the lines, right? So when I first started getting into it, Olga Koda, obviously, like, of course. mother, mother. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> um, and then um, I am so sorry if I'm saying the name wrong, but uh, I know I know her name is Isabella, but she goes by, like, uh, Ali Bias, Al Ali Bazi. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so Ali Bazi is Isabella backwards. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. So those two girls, they use to post videos together all the time and that's how I really was like holy shit like it's so powerful and it's mm. so like in your face and unapologetic and it just is fun to watch and there's yeah. high energy and that I was like like I said like I didn't feel sexy at first so like seeing that kind of dance I was like, oh, I, I rock with that. I felt like that could be really fun to learn because I felt in the beginning, I was like, I don't, I felt weird touching myself and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now I do it all the time. But right. in the beginning, it's like having that, that choice to do something that doesn't have to be sexy. I was mm. like, that's cool. I like them. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because it's so funny that you should say them because I'm obsessed with both of them too. And the only reason you don't see them together anymore is because of the war and stuff. And um, I don't know exactly what happened, but I know Olga had to like go away and she's been kind of on the road because of the war and stuff. And um, Isabella, I believe, is still teaching at Olga's studio in Russia. But I think it was like, I think she might be married to a Ukrainian or something and she was living in Ukraine when the war was happening or there was something like this. I'm, please, anyone who's listening to that, don't quote me on the whole story because I don't know. But I know that Olga is kind of around still. She's still pole dancing, of course, but not at her own studio as much um, because obviously her studio is in Russia. So have you ever been to Russia to do any training or before the war happened? No. No. So I've never been to Russia. Um I would have loved to go to the Coda studio. Um, a couple of my close friends are actually from Russia, the owner of Rex Dance and Allen. Um, her name is Vika. Um, she has been here about four years, mm -hmm. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I, I, if I had to pick a number, I think it's four years now that she's been here. Um, and my other friend, Julia, she's from Russia. And I told him, I was like, when things get better, <laughs> Can we please go? Because obviously they both they both speak Russian. I'm like, you guys can help me navigate that. But no, I've never I've never been. No. Yeah, for sure. It's it's one of those places that I years ago before the war happened, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go. Like, I'm definitely gonna go because originally I didn't want to go because I was told it's not safe for gay people there. And then I spoke to more Russian people, and they were like, Dan, 
you'll be fine here. They're Because obviously Russia is such a big place. Like if you're talking centre of Moscow, centre of St. Petersburg, unless you're walking on the street holding your, they were like, unless you're walking down the street holding your husband's hand, kissing him, you'd be absolutely fine. No one's going to just come up to you and be like, hey, are you gay? And like attack you. They were like, it doesn't really work like that. And I was like, yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that. Um, and obviously I wouldn't be going there. It's not really a holiday destination me and my husband want to go to. <laughs> I just yeah. want to go there to train because there's some really freaking cool people there. Yeah, but exactly. Until the conflict's over, you know, I don't feel like it's appropriate. I don't think it's easy to get there anyway. Um, but yeah, I just don't think it's yeah. appropriate. I don't really want to support it. But so yeah. is there anyone else like do you because, you know, you mentioned the lines and stuff like does that come from any sort of ballet background or anything like that? Oh, no, I have no dance background whatsoever. Um, I could barely touch my toes when I started pole dancing. Um, so, no. Wow. That okay. doesn't come from ballet. <laughs> so, you've literally done everything. So, you had no sport background before pole? No. So, um, I had taken a handful of yoga classes. Um, I had tried, like, some some tripod headstand variations. Um, I had dabbled in the gym, but this was only for a short amount of time before pole. And it was because I was exploring, like, I need an activity. I'm not doing anything. So um, maybe a couple months background of yoga, <laughs> a couple months right. background of weightlifting. Um, yeah, but other than that, no no sports. Um, in high school, I did, like, junior varsity cheer, and I was the back spot. Like, I wasn't doing any flips or anything. Like, I was just making sure we're not dropping girls. Um, so, yeah, no, nothing nothing uh, extensive at all. <laughs> so who were your first, like, early inspirations? I'm going to say something. I really hope this doesn't, like, put me in it. I hope it's someone that maybe you're friendly with or someone you know. But when I watch your stuff, I get – kind of like a little bit of a not exactly the same because it's still very different but a little flavor of like pole kitten style i don't know if you get that all the time oh, oh my gosh uh, that is a huge compliment uh, compliment and <laughs> i love her stuff and yes i do um identify with her style of pole like the threadies and it's still so strength-based and again the lines and technique is there and it's interesting to watch i love i love her stuff so that's a huge compliment yeah i mean i i love her too and when you mentioned the strength uh, uh, the, the strength element it's so funny because uh, i invited her she came and taught workshops um at my camp that i did in austria and um oh my god by the end of her routine all of us our arms were fucking dying because people just don't appreciate that a lot of these threadies and stuff they're so intense on the arms like it was it was intense but she was she was amazing have you ever met her before yeah so um i did a competition in san diego called exotic generation um that was last year sometime and um she actually came up to me and she's like are you polar abby and i was like internally screaming having a fangirl moment i'm like you know who i am i damn near shit myself um so that was great and she was um like she had trained somebody there so she was like the co-dancer like she uh -huh. it was kind of like a demon vibe and she was like casting a spell and her girl was obviously the one competing and doing all the stuff um so i saw her there and then while she was down here she taught some workshops at sadie's um, so I took 
her flips and tricks or flips and kips or, or one of the workshops like that um, with her. So she's such a, a sweetheart and a wealth of knowledge because of her um, ballet background. I just mm -hmm. so much respect for her. She's awesome. Do you ever feel like, because um, I know I definitely do, do you ever feel like you kind of missed out on like having that ballet, gymnastics, dance background? Because I definitely feel like I 100% suffered in the beginning of my career because of that, because my lines were shit when I first started doing pole, because I didn't know anything about lines. I didn't even know really what lines were until someone told me what they yeah. were. So it's just like, do you ever feel like you missed out a bit on that? So um, I can't say that I missed out because I am the last of seven kids. So five of my sisters all did ballet. And I was the only one that said, I don't want to do that. So I did it to myself and my mom let it happen. She's like, okay, go ride horses, Abby. Just go ride horses. And I was like, cool. I don't want to do ballet. And I, I, I'm so mad at myself. I wish she just kicked my butt into the class. I wish my sisters dragged me in there because like now even like, I think three of them still teach like here and there too. So they all went through it. And I was the only one who was like, I don't want to do that. So, funny, <laughs> so it's my own fault. You and I have got like a similar sort of upbringing as well. Like neither of us did any like gymnastics or ballet, but we both did horses. That's so weird. So how long did you yeah. like, how long did you ride for? Um, that's a good question. Um, it was when I was a lot younger, um, probably like three years, like consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it came to, it came to a head where it was too expensive. You know, oh. the horse world is just it's a crazy. money pit. Yeah. When, when people yeah. say that pole is expensive, I'm like, oh, sweetie, you should try having yeah. horses because that shit is expensive. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. So and seriously. What do your sisters think, especially the ballet ones? I'm super intrigued. Like, what do they think about the pole? Like, do any of them do pole? No, none of them do pole. Um, in the beginning, it was, how do I say this? They're not, <laughs> they're not assholes. Like, they just kind of were like, why are you doing that kind of thing? Like, they weren't super stoked about it in the beginning. But as time has gone on, they have shown more appreciation for it. Um, like, you know, responding to a story here and there, like, that's cool, you know? Um, but in the beginning, they were just not into it and none sure. of them have ever tried it and they still haven't tried it. But overall, they have become way more accepting and supportive. That's, I didn't really feel like supported in the beginning with it. So I just kind of, I'm just, I just kind of kept pulling my own little corner. I didn't really bring it up. I didn't really, I try not to post on my, I have like a regular family, like friends account where I post a my regular life. person account, yeah. Exactly, my my muggle account. I try, I didn't post the stuff on there because I didn't want to put it in their face. Um, but yeah, over the years they've become worlds more supportive of it. Um, I've asked them, you know to come to take a class but uh they just haven't gotten around to it i don't know if they'll ever get around to it but and you said if you don't mind me asking you said you're the youngest how old are you if you don't mind me asking uh i'm 26 i'm gonna be 27 next month so these are all women in their 30s i assume any any in the 40s yes my eldest right. sister is in her 40s yeah okay 
I guess like it's not to say that women in their forties can't start pole dancing. I just think I don't know. I've just noticed that it's the, the as soon as someone sort of goes over thirty, it's almost like people feel like oh. No, I can't really do that. Over 40, no, I definitely can't do that. Over 50, it takes, like, over 40, I feel like it really takes, like, a really fun, like, crazy person to be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, my family were pretty accepting of me, so I feel like, yeah, at first they were a bit like, oh, Dan, like, you know, that's great, enjoy yourself. Then I told them I was going to do it as a career, and they were a bit like, Oh, like my dad is so funny. We always joke about it. So that was, he used to always be like, Dan, like you're never gonna you know, make a living of it. Like, how are you gonna pay your bills and stuff? And now it's what I do full time. It's hilarious. Yeah. We just make so many jokes about it. But yeah. And do you do it full time as well? Yes, for the most part. Like I would say 85% of my income is pole. I pick up like two shifts a week at a local restaurant near here and it's just like a breakfast spot and it's just to get that extra cash in hand. Um, mm. Just because I've, it's always been something that I can fall back on. I used to bartend and now I'm like, I don't want to work nights. I just want to serve some pancakes once in a while. So yeah, the main source of income is pole. I've been trying to do like tutorials and things like that. The workshops in California have really been helping because I can go out and make my money and bring it back home. Bring it home yeah. Um, so yeah, it's majority of the income. That's pretty cool. And you teach online as well, cause you've taught online for me and you do some of your own classes online as well, don't you? Um, I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? You're cutting out just a little I was, bit. I was just saying that um, you also teach online, right? Cause you do, you've yes. taught some classes for me. I know you've done some for team-based work. Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, so. Um, I teach a handful of private lessons and that's just through Zoom. And then obviously I was on uh, the pole destroyers for your um, for your dance studio online. And then also for team base work, I've been teaching with them consistently monthly. Um, yeah, and it's it's the perfect um, medium because when I left California, like I still have all those clients out there. I still have people like my students that I have cultivated over the years so they can still learn from me as long as they have either a home pole or um studio uh, like a studio yeah sure. yeah so it's a happy middle where I can because, still dance with them because that's what Sadie's is do you know what's so funny um Sadie's shout out Sadie's actually because years ago Sadie's did invite me to go there but it's really difficult to get to the U.S. to teach workshops that's a separate story but um yeah Sadie's invited me um because I think she said that they had like a room that people could sleep in or something. She was like, yeah, you can come here and you can like basically live here for a little bit if you want to. She was so sweet. Um, yeah. So yeah, shout out to Sadie's. But I've heard that now it's just instructors rent it and then they just teach their own classes. Is that right? Yeah, so from what I understand, so there's two locations. So I'm sure the location that she was speaking about was the Redondo Beach location um, where there's a loft at the very top. Yes. There's stairs you go up there and there's like a little bed and um, maybe a kitchenette. I'm not 100%. I haven't was been up that, there. Was but... that her first studio? Yes. Yeah, then it would yes. have been because this was years ago. Okay. Yeah, so that's the Redondo Beach um, location. From what I understand, I believe that that one will be for like um, instructors putting on their own classes. Like you were saying, kind of like renting the space and they take their payment how they take their payment. 
Um, the new location, that big, gorgeous space with the big windows and the gorgeous curtains in the back, um, I believe that's going to be turning into like a full class schedule once they kind of organize it. Um, but in the meantime, um, instructors were just kind of coming in and teaching their workshops just to, you know, kind of get it some promotion and things like that. Um, so I'm sure she's going to keep space open for people to keep coming and teaching their workshops. But I know she's going to have like a set schedule for that location now, too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I really hope to be able to visit one day. I do need it's something I need to get around to doing, but it's just applying for American visas. Not the easiest thing, but it's definitely something I'm going to do at some point. I've promised myself. <laughs> but um, let's go on to our subject because uh, we've had some chit chat. But the one reason that we met up today was because you made a post, which I 100% agreed with. And I wanted to talk to you about it because you made a post about... Um, choreographies and sort of like intellectual property and copying people's choreos um just let everyone know exactly what your post said and what you were saying and what you meant by it just so we can give everyone up just in case people are like what are they talking about so yeah just give us an overview. yeah hey what's up everyone i just wanted to interrupt this episode with a quick little bit of information on my online business the pole destroyers if you haven't found out about it already, the Pole Destroyers is an online platform which provides strength and conditioning coaching for pole online from the comfort of your own home. And I can't tell you how many pole dancers I meet on a daily basis who aren't able to achieve some of their dream moves because they aren't strong enough. And now you can be by training from the comfort of your own home with this strength and conditioning program. Many people got a lot of success from my 31-day program, which you are able to access on demand, and you can also do live classes with me. But the thing that I love about this program is that each class has an individual theme. So we do all sorts of different theme classes. We have the Polar Stories Quiz, we have Choreo Cardio, we have Flip the Coin, Dice of Doom. My cat Roxy teaches a class. Yes, cats can teach conditioning. You will be gobsmacked. It's just a really good, fun way to do conditioning at a really cost-effective price. So if that's something that you're interested in, please do go and check out thepoledestroyers.com or head to my Instagram, at DanRosenPole, and feel free to DM me with any questions you have. Anyway, let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, so I've said a few things <laughs> in, my, in my day. So I think the first post that we kind of connected over was... Um, there was a person that had taught one of my choreographies to her students, um, and she had given me credit for it because that student had tagged me in the story that that student had posted. So I got the notification. I see it. Um, however, um, that instructor didn't ask me or pay me and, um, that specific choreography to add insult to injury was was something that I was saving for team base work. So I hadn't taught that choreography to anybody yet. I had just posted it for a promotion. So um, I, in my head, I just see myself losing money because now somebody is teaching it at a studio where I'm not at, where they could have purchased the class and learned it from me online. Um, and then a few days ago, or maybe like a week ago or so, I kind of had an aha moment where I was trying to detach from that a little bit, maybe like trying not to take it so personally, because I remember like I was hot and bothered. Like I was, I was like, dang, like they didn't ask me, they didn't pay me. 
they did a piece of it where they credited me, but I felt like there should have been a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of had to sit down with myself and I had posted it on my story and I was saying, you know, um, I'm trying to detach from the disappointment of it, I guess. And I'm trying to understand that we as creators should want to inspire people anyways. And it's, it's, it's been a journey on how I've been trying to digest it because I still hold my beliefs in, I don't think it's right unless you're paying, um, getting consent and crediting. Um, but anyways, that's just the gist See, of it on my story. I was kind of digesting it and trying mm. to, you know, I, I agree with part of what you're saying. I agree with the, um, I don't think it's right. Um, unless they're paying, but for me, once they've paid boot, once you've given me money, do, do say it was your fucking choreography. If you want, I, I don't give a shit what you do with it. Like, say it's yours don't credit me i mean I'd, I'd prefer you did of course i'd much prefer you did but if you've paid me then of course i'm just really grateful that you've paid me because it's the honest thing to do um yes but also it's lazy it is lazy like and it's not it's not a nice thing to do it's not to say that it's illegal or that you know you're breaking the law or anything you know it's just it's lazy but if i'm honest I've had it happen to me many times. I literally, I literally had it the other day where someone tagged me and was like, oh, I'm doing dance choreo. And I commented on it and I said, oh, I said, did someone teach you my choreo? And she was like, oh yeah, uh, they did. She was like, actually, and I've just realized, didn't you make a post about this? She was like, I'm really sorry. She was like, we're just like really inspired by you. And I was like, that's fine. I was like, you know, I was like, it's fine. I was like, who taught it? And then she was like, she reluctantly told me who it was. And I thought, do I message her? And I thought, don't bother. What's the point? Like, if people are going to steal stuff, they're going to steal stuff. But it was more just I wanted her to say it so that I could be like, yeah, I've seen it. I want you to know that actually if you do stuff like that, we do actually see it. And the thing is, for me, right, sometimes I'll see someone's choreo and I'll think, um, that's actually really nice. And I like this section of it. So I'm going to take a little bit and mash it into my own creation. I think that works better. It's like if you like something someone's created and you can't afford to pay them to copy it, just remake it a little bit. What are, what's your thoughts around that? Like taking little snippets from choreos. So I'm backing what you're saying. I believe that if you can remix it, then now it's yours. Right. right. Like if I if I see something and I'm like, wow, the way she extended her leg like that little transition, like I'm if you're taking a mini segment, a little sliver or maybe like two tricks, like something small like you that you would consider like a mini sequence. Right. Or a singular singular transition and you can remix it and you can put it into your own choreography and you're getting into it a different way or you're getting out of it a different way, like anything that falls into that realm where you're changing it or you're making it your own and you're, you know, piecing it together, stringing it together as your own. I'm, I'm here for that. And I think we all do that to a certain extent, of even course. if we're doing it subconsciously, you know, like you see something, you're like, that was cool. It probably downloaded into your brain and you didn't even know it. And you're finding yourselves in similar positions. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I think it's natural. I think it's normal. 
For um, me, like I've noticed one thing that I do a lot because I train a lot uh, with Sasha Miel. Really, I love her, and I'm really obsessed oh, with her so style. Good. And um, sometimes I'll go away and I'll learn from her and then I'll make some choreos like later on and I'll be like, oh, let's do this, this and this. And then I'll look back at old videos and be dancing her and be like, that's where I got that transition from. It was from yep. Sasha. I, was, I knew I got it from someone. I just couldn't remember where I got it from. We're inspired in so many different ways. Like sometimes I'll literally watch someone do something and then I'll do it and be like, oh, that, that movement feels familiar. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw so-and-so do it. And that's fine. And you know, when people tag me and they say, oh, you know, kind of inspired by Dan Rosen, but I gave my own flair. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet that you even tag me. Because technically you don't yeah. really need to, but you know, I think it's so nice. And I do try to do that where I can. But I had an experience recently, and I'm just gonna say, in case this person does get told about this and hears it, um, I just want them to know that I do really like them. and I. I have spoken to them about it and it was absolutely fine, but it was just a really interesting situation that I wanted to mention. So basically she taught choreography to me and um, I've learned this choreography and I've taken a small part of that choreography and blended it into my own choreography. And she messaged me at the time and was like, oh, she's like, it's really nice choreography. She's like, I think like you should credit, you know, the creator of the, like, the first section of it. And I was like, but if I, if I did that for, every move that's in this routine i'd be there for days i, I couldn't even remember yes. and i was like and i said to her i said the thing is as well is that obviously you've done exactly the same right because when she's created that choreography she would have taken movements that she's learned over the years from lots of different instructors and she's made them into her own creation so why isn't she and i said to her i was like so why haven't you tagged anyone she was like, oh, I don't think it's the same. I was like, I think it is the same. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it just it just so happens to be that it was very shortly after she taught it to me. But this is why I go for lessons. And this is why actually sometimes in workshops, I'll leave because I get a lot of instructors come to my workshops. I'll say to them, I'll be like, and when you're teaching your students this, make sure you tell them this, this and this. Because I want them to take it away and I want them to teach it to other people and to make it their own because fuck that like gatekeeping stuff do you know what i mean i don't want it to be like oh and you can't show this to anybody and you can't recreate it and you can't do you know what i mean i i don't believe it yeah i mean what's your thoughts around that yeah so before you brought it up i was thinking the same thing in my head because if you were to credit every thread through and pirouette and drop split that you had learned like you said, I would be tagging like 60 people throughout every single post and I can't keep up with that. And, you know, once you've done it a hundred thousand times in your own body, like it's your own now, you know, you, right. you've put in the time to learn it your way and downloaded it into your body. And yeah, just like you said, if I were to credit every single, Hey, my first pole instructor, Jenny, she taught me a pirouette. I can't tag Jenny every single time I do a pirouette. You know, Jenny, and especially we appreciate you just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jenny. <laughs> yes, Jenny. Um, yeah, but it's um exactly exactly what you're saying. You know, if if I were to try to tag every single person, now if it's something very I don't know, like very specific and groundbreaking and very, very new, and I can identify that, of course I'm gonna be like, this super cool thing I saw on Pole Kitten and I'm gonna credit it, but um, yeah, you can't do it for every single person and you shouldn't have to because 
to some extent, all of these moves are universal. Mm-hmm. They're they're not all completely new movement. And I, I get that. I identify with that. Like, I understand. Um, so, uh, you know, asking for credit for every single thing is just, yeah. it's unrealistic. It's, it's, it's unrealistic. unrealistic. It's so unrealistic. You know, people, it would just, it would almost be impossible because we're taught and inspired by so many different people. Like, you know, I just think if you... My general rule of thumb, like, is, like, if you have specifically, especially when it comes to just copying things you've seen on the internet, if if I've saved a person's video and that has inspired my training, I'm going to tag them. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, I'm going to tag them because I, I saved it, I then took what they did and I've put it into... I'm going to do that because I feel like it's only fair, like, because they... I've saved their video. Do you know what I mean? But... I'm very much, over the years of being in pole, I've very much become this person that I won't just save someone's video. I actually saw you you commented, and I, I want to talk about this as well. Um, you know, people have gotten into this habit of just saving people's videos, no commenting, no liking. And I'm like, I, I don't want to support someone just by saving their videos. I want to like their posts, I want to save their posts, and I want to comment on their posts because Instagram is fucking all of us. Like, let's be honest, right? It really is fucking yeah. all of us. So I'm at least going to put some emojis. Don't get me wrong. I don't always sit and write a whole freaking paragraph because I don't have time. But, you know, I'll put some love hearts and I think that's quite supportive. Do you know what I mean? Like I've gone out of my way yep. to make sure they've got some extra engagement or whatever it is. And I that's my way of trying to do like the right thing. But not everyone thinks that way. And I saw that you just yeah. posted on your story and you were like, oh, I'm going to be teaching this thing. Um, and you said, oh, 150 people have, you know, saved it, but, you know, 150 of you haven't signed up to the class. Do you get frustrated (laughs) by that? Um, Be honest, it's okay. um, (laughs) Call those bitches out. I know it's inevitable. (laughs) I know it's inevitable, honestly. Um, It's a little, it's a bummer because, you know, that's, you know, money out of my wallet. You know, that's time out of my day that I've spent, creating it and now you know no you're not going to take the class but you're going to learn on your own time that's money out of my my wallet so from that aspect yeah but um like i said i've been becoming more relaxed to that sorry um yeah yeah because I don't it know. sounds like you're I trying to like... convince yourself <laughs> you're like <laughs> i'm so relaxed <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to to be fine with it because if I don't be fine with it, I'm gonna go fucking nuts. Like I'm gonna go nuts if I if I were to keep track of every single oh a bunch of people saved it, but they're not coming to class. Oh, that person took my choreo. You know, I'm gonna go mad. You know, but yeah. it's gonna happen inevitably. So. I, I try yeah. to not look at the insights anymore because they used to really wind me yeah. up. So I don't really look at them anymore. I have to say my quality of life is so much better without. But yeah. it's one of those things. I think with choreography, it's it's really funny because someone was saying to me, like, you never post your choreography. I was like, if I'm being honest, it's because I'm fucking fed up of people just copying it and then not attending the classes where I'm teaching it. So it tends to be the only ones that I will post are ones that I know just people won't be able to replicate the same. It's like I just posted yeah. a 50 cent one and it was so funny because I thought, oh, should I post this one? Because actually I reckon people could probably just replicate this quite easily. 
but it would take them sometimes it's quite fast and i know not everyone can dance that fast and um and I was like, oh, but, you know, maybe it is quite easy, like, because I did feel like it was a crazy hard choreography. Anyway, I taught it at a workshop, and, oh, my God, it made me realise, actually, how hard the choreo was. And I thought, actually, do you know what? Maybe it isn't as accessible as I thought it was. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. one of those things as well is that, and, and I, I will say this to any teacher, it's like, yeah, you can maybe not post your choreos, but guess who is going to post them? Your student's going to fucking post it. <laughs> and, yeah. and someone will copy them. So who gives a shit? Like, this is why I'm constantly creating new choreos because I'm just like, I have to try and keep on top of like all of my students that repeatedly come to my classes in different countries or they're online with me. So I'm constantly trying to have new stuff so that when they do their next class with me, it's not the same thing again. Um, and just to yes. keep it fresh and just so that when people do copy that one, I'm like, ugh, whatever, that one's old now. Anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, to to speak on that, um, you know, not wanting to post your whole choreography, um, I have asked my students, and um, I think even um, Claudia Renee, the girl who runs Team Basework, she's, we were talking about this, and it seems to get more people in the class as far as, like, physically in the class or, like, say, on Team Basework. It seems to get more people in the class when you do post the full choreography. So that's, it's like a catch 22 because mm. now it's easily acceptable and everybody thinks because you put something on the internet, oh, it's free, it's free. It's on the internet, it's free, I can take it. I can do what I want, they're never gonna know. On the other hand, I've talked to my students individually and I'm like, you know, do you like when I post what I'm gonna be bringing to class? Like in my head, when I'm a student, I wanna see what you're bringing to class so I know if I wanna come or not. And my students have had right. the same reaction. But so. do you not think, so this is really funny. What a great subject because let's say, for example, so the perfect example of this, so I've been in classes with Sasha before because when I go to Latvia, obviously I'm doing all of our classes. Sometimes I walk into a class and she'll be like, this is the song we're going to dance to. And she'll play it and I'll be like, oh, I don't like it. And then by the end of the song, I'm, I'm fucking singing it because I like it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, sometimes for me it's the vibe of the class the vibe of the choreography and that's what makes me like it whereas actually if you post it i might not actually like it at first view but when yeah. i'm dancing it i'm like actually i'm feeling this so sometimes yes. i feel like when you post your choreography it can work in two different ways it can mean people want to come because they like it or it means that they might not come because they don't like it so then yeah you know it's that catch 22 isn't it no absolutely yeah I know it could go, it can go both ways. Um, you know, and I, it's, it's a bummer because like you said, like once you start getting into it and you're like, wow, I really do like this. I didn't think I would like this kind of thing. Um, you know, for me as a student, I always try to think back to when I was taking like three classes a day, every single day, you know, and I would want to know what I'm getting myself into. So I try to keep posting the full thing in the back of my head knowing it might be taken. They might not take it because they don't like my music choice. They might not take it because I'm doing a drop split and their hips aren't here today. Um, but you know, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I guess if they, if they don't want to come, that's their loss, you know? But so. also the one thing that I think as well is that, so again, I don't know how you teach your classes. I've done one class with you, but in general, like 
you know, with my classes, say, for example, there was a drop split. I think in the choreography that I did with you, there wasn't a drop split. But let's say, for example, there was. And, and someone in my class can't do a drop split. I'll give them another alternative because I'm like, listen, I don't want you to just stop at that point of the choreo. So, again, it's that whole thing. If people are going to see the split, they're going to be like, oh, I can't split, so I'm not going to do that. And it's like, well, if you come to my fucking class, I'm going to show yeah. you lots of options. Do you know what I mean? It's like... This yeah. class isn't just going to be, listen, you're only going to learn this. It's going to be like, well, we're going to learn this, but I'm going to throw some other options in there for you if you need them, because that's the whole point of a pole class, right? We adapt for different mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. But it's a really, it's a really tough subject because I, you know, Jazzy K, uh, you follow Jazzy K? Yes, yes. Yeah. So Jazzy speaks <clears throat> a lot on this subject and Jazzy feels very strongly about it. Um, you know, and, and I agree. And don't get me wrong, I maybe don't feel as strongly as Jazzy feels about it. I know Jazzy gets very passionate about the subject and for good reason. And it's actually something that I definitely want to have her on here to talk about at some point. But, um, you know, it's one of those things like, like with everything in this world, if people can take something, they're going to take it. Do you know what I mean? Especially if they know there's going to be no repercussions. It's like if you drop $100 on the floor and you leave it there and you walk away from it and you come back and it's gone and in an area where there's no one around to watch, you know that someone's going to walk past and take it. Why wouldn't they? I'm not going to walk past an empty street with $100 on the floor and leave it there. I'm going to be like, well, Finest keepers, boo. <laughs> I'm not going to yep. leave it here for some bitch to take after me. I'm going to take it now. It's that whole thing of like, there's no repercussions for that, is it? I'm just going to pick it up. I'm going to walk off with it. And that's my day getting on. And, and that's yeah. what I think happens with these is that people realize that it's on the internet um, and people can take it. And it's really funny, actually. Separate note, there was a guy in the circus world in London who does aerial hoop. And he created this new hoop move. And he made this post, this public post. It was so funny because it went so bad for him. But he basically made this post and was like, oh, this is a move I've created. I'm seeing lots of people copying it and teaching it. I don't appreciate it. This was my creation, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, dude, listen, if you're going to post it, people are going to take it. That's you know, there's no way of stopping people from doing that. If you don't want it to be taken, don't post it on a public forum. And it's it's kind of true, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, it's inevitable that people are going to, if they see something cool, they're going to take it, you know, um, which is, you know, it's a bummer, but it's inevitable, you know, so um how do you that's how funny do you, about him how do you deal with situations where like say for example if someone has taught your choreography have you ever had any interactions and like messaged them and said hey stop teaching my shit bitch um okay so with the girl that we had first like connected over me talking about um a well-known pole instructor i don't know if she wants to be named so i'm just not going to name yeah, her no don't um, name no don't name Okay, so she had reached out to me over that same incident, and she said, Abby, I know who that girl is, and she has done the same thing to me multiple times, and I have told her that it's not cool, and she's still doing it. So in that specific situation, I'm like, okay, so she's been told not to do it before. So she knows she's been made aware, right? She's been made aware of it. I don't think it was worth my time or energy to, you know, 
what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and right. kind of go after her. I just blocked her. So I was like, okay, if we're going to take my stuff and you know, then just, you don't get to see it anymore. You know? And I'd rather do that than go into, you know, a big conflict argument. It's not, it's not really worth my time to, right. to get into it, especially when I know that somebody has already told her if, if that wasn't the case, like if that person hadn't been like, Abby, it's happened to me too. I told her. Then I probably would have been like, hey, just so you know, next time, can you just, you know, pay me or at least like ask me? Because similar to what you were saying, you're like, as long as you pay me, I don't give a shit. Um, I kind of feel that way as long as they ask me. Like, I've had a good friend of mine um, who just reached out to me and she just said, hey, Abby, like your choreo rocks. Like, I loved it. Can I teach it to my class? And I said, yeah, I didn't ask for payment. I didn't ask for anything else. She, she asked me and I felt like that was enough mutual respect um for me to be totally fine with it and she did and they rocked it and they all tagged me and it was great um so similar to like you were saying like as long as you pay me i don't give a shit for me i just want to be like asked like hey are you cool with it and i i probably will say yes i mean i want you to pay me but i probably will say yes even if you just ask me because it's just it's just the plane of respect for me see i yeah see, i don't think you should say um you know i i you know might not even charge you i think it should be like well you know, pay what you can afford, you know, it's, it's about the, for me, like if someone said, oh, listen, you know, I'm, I'm really struggling. I can't afford to pay. So for mine, I just have a set price for mine. So I just sell mine on my website. Cause I thought, you know what? I can't be angry at people stealing my choreography if I have no opportunity for them to be able to purchase it. So I thought I'm going to create an opportunity yes. for them to purchase it. So now what I do is I post um the choreography on my website with the class that i've taught online so they get to learn it and they get the rights to be able to teach it and um everyone's happy then right it means that they've they've yeah. kind of like paid some money for it i mean i didn't really know how to price it i think i charged like 60 pounds i don't know what do you think is a reasonable amount like for a choreography where you've done i mean what do we normally do for a class maybe minute to a minute and a half at a time so, like, what would you say, like, in dollars, you can say, uh, like, would you say yeah. is reasonable? Okay, so I've actually been struggling with this um, personally. So I'm not going to be the one to give you the right answer <laughs> because my prices, I could, my prices do this. Right. Because I don't know. I feel like I'm a small fish in a small pond so for me it's hard for me to get my prices on track like i think i just started making tutorials like just start i have like maybe four tutorials and they're short and it looks like a seventh grade powerpoint so i charge 15 dollars. like it's I, I know i know it's not the greatest you know but i am a good teacher so wait, like just on. because you charge 15 dollars for 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 full classes no, for one one choreo, like one choreo tutorial. Right, hold on. $15 for one choreography. Yes, for the tutorials that I've made. Oh, but oh, hold on. This isn't for teachers to take. This is for a student, you mean? Wait, can you say that one more time? So so this would be for a student just purchasing to learn your choreography, do you mean? Or is this for uh, a, this is a teacher maybe wanting to take your choreo and teach it? No. So if somebody were to ask me to create a choreo for them and we do a private lesson, I charge $80 for that. Wow. However, if I have a pre-recorded tutorial that I've made that looks like a seventh grade PowerPoint, then I'm only charging $15 and it's on demand and they can learn it at their own, their own. But, 
but with yeah so but are they are then uh, so after paying that 15 dollars, which i think is way too cheap by the way um are they then allowed to teach that choreo as well um yes yes i would okay, i would say on. yes i'm i'm gonna edit <laughs> this out and i'm telling you that you should absolutely not be doing it that cheap that is way too cheap so but the thing is right this I is know. the way i look at this right so let's put it into this perspective right so you you charge them 15 dollars, right but they're gonna charge a minimum of $15 per person to come and learn your choreography. So they've made their money back with that just one student attending the class. So for me, that's why for mine, I did 60, because I thought 60, you know, because with my choreographies as well, I think at a normal studio where they're dealing with maybe like intermediate level students, I'd say maybe they they would learn one of my choreographies over two, maybe three sessions. And then maybe they'll spend a fourth session just doing run throughs and videos of it. Right. So that's four mm -hmm. sessions of classes. Even if they only had six people in each class, they would more than easily make their 60 pound back. Do you know what I mean? So it's that whole thing of like, I'm trying to think of what's reasonable. I don't want it to be too like expensive, but at the same time, like, I really do value what I make and it takes me time to make it. So yeah, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, so I think I suffer from a little bit of imposter syndrome when it comes to my prices. So mm. in my head, I'm like, okay, I can do the work once and I can let the money keep coming in as long as people keep buying it. And that in my head was good enough for me because I didn't know that people even want to buy my stuff anyways, right? So I'm trying to put it as cheap as possible because- I, I do get that. I, I, I Don't get me wrong, I understand. Like, and it's like one thing that, I know it's really hard as like, especially when you're kind of building up a following and stuff, which by the way, when I looked in your profile, I was like, for some reason I had this thing. I thought you had like 60,000 followers or something. And then I was like, what the hell? I was like, why are more people not following Polar Abbey? Seriously, if you're literally listening to this now, go and follow Polar Abbey because I swear to God, her <laughs> choreographies are amazing. She lets you steal them for free. She'll she'll charge you $15. $15 and you can just teach Abby's choreographies. No. Come on, people. <laughs> this is like the cheapest oh experience you can get. But no, like it's but just because someone doesn't have a hundred, two hundred thousand followers doesn't mean that your quality of work is any less than mine or mine is any less than yours. It's It still took you time to make. So there has to be a price on that. And for me, I mean, is, I mean, $15, is that even minimum wage in the US? I don't know. What is minimum wage? Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's cheaper than minimum wage in California. I think California just got bumped up to like $18 or some crazy things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I gotta figure my shit out with that. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, we're, gonna be, we're gonna be having a little conversation um, at some <laughs> point in the next couple of weeks because I'm gonna need to sort this out for you because I didn't realize I didn't realize the extent of the situation to be honest. But no, I um, I definitely think you need to. Like, as well, I, 
one thing I thought would be really cool, actually, like, I don't know how you feel about some of this, but I have thought about reaching out to some people and being like, hey, like, do you want to switch choreos? Like, I'll, you know, take yours to, not for my workshops, because obviously at my workshops, it has to be my choreo. But I mean, like, at my actual studio where I go and I teach my students, like in my local studio, I thought that could be really cool to be like, hey, I'm going to take, you know, let's say, for example, Jazzy. Jazzy, I'm going to teach Jazzy's choreo. She's going to take my choreo and teach it to her students. And then that way we kind of like, because I don't know about you, like, it takes so much of my time making choreography. Tricks, oh, my God, tricks. I can make a, a tricks lesson plan. <laughs> I'm terrified to tell you this, but, like, some sometimes when I go to my studio, not for workshops, it's different, but when I go to my studio, sometimes I'm like, huh. <sighs> what should I teach today? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm going to teach this, this, and this. Oh, well, let's recap this, this, and this. You know, tricks I can just do off the top of my head, but when it comes to choreography, I can't just show up and hope for the best. Like, I have to plan something. Um, yeah. So it take and it takes extra time to do that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, I thought that could be a really good idea. Do you think that's a good idea, or do you think there's a flaw in that? So, I would think as long as you've learned from that person, just because I feel like, for example, like when I've heard other people teaching my choreo in that case, like I, I heard her like yelling out cues, I would want to make sure that they're yelling out the right cues. Right. So like if you've taken Jazzy K's choreo class and you know how she explains it, absolutely. I think that's a great idea Yeah, um, because you want to make sure that you're teaching it the way that it's meant to be taught kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, like hearing this instructor cue people, I was like, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, that's not how you, that's not how you break it down. You know? So I feel like as long as you had taken the class and you had kind of taken notes of her own instruction rather than just the choreography, mm -hmm. I feel like that would, that could work out well. It is funny as well, because I remember the, the one that I was telling you about where I saw someone teaching the choreo that I'd, I'd posted. And it was a really old one, actually. And I was like, wow, like you've really gone back to find that one. But I remember thinking like, OK, like they've taught this choreo. And then I, I was listening and watching the video and I could see the student. But in the mirror, I could also see the instructor. And I was like, the thing is, I was like, you're not hitting the beats. Like, you're not hitting the same beats I was hitting. Like, it looks similar, and I can tell it's the choreo that I made, but it's not the choreo. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I sense it's my friend, yeah. because most of the choreos that I make, I make with my friend Ali. Um, we train together, okay. and we just have such a good creative vibe together that we always create choreos together. And um, so I, I showed it to her, and I was saying to her, I was like it looks very similar but it's not quite right she was saying she was like oh that's the thing isn't it is that you know people can copy it but it will never be the same do you know what I mean it's true yeah. isn't it yeah a hundred percent yeah what's that expression it's like they can take your recipe but they can't steal your sauce or something like that that's what I kind of think about you know like they can try to copy the recipe yeah. But they don't have your special ingredient, your special sauce. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's something like that. And it's yeah. a good quote. <laughs> what do you think of the expression, um, imitation is the greatest, um, the most sincere form of flattery? I hate that saying. Mm, yeah, I hate that too. Um, yeah, <laughs> are, your you know, to are your dogs fighting in the background? <laughs> 
so no, I can, <laughs> I can, I can just... see, no, it's like, it's so funny because okay. I can see, as we're talking, I can see your face, like, getting super stressed. Honestly, this is the most chilled out <laughs> podcast you'll ever be on. You can, feel free to go and sort them out if you need to go and sort them out. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just let them inside. Okay. It's okay. No, um... <laughs> I have bulldogs and they require a lot of attention. Oh, so. that's so yeah, cute. Yeah, so he was sorry. whining at the door. Yeah, I could, you know, when you can see in someone's face, I'm like, I can see she's getting really stressed by this background noise. And I was like, <laughs> chill, it's absolutely fine. Like, this this podcast is just like, it's supposed to be chilled and relaxed. So, yeah. Um, so, okay. yeah, what, what, what were we saying? We were saying something. Um, imitation is the so, highest form of flattery. Yeah. I mean, what's, I just feel like it's, it's really not flattering though, is it? <laughs> yeah. So, um, to an extent, you know, like as creators, you want to inspire people. Like you should want to inspire people. And I do want to do that. I do want to inspire people, but imitate, imitating it and in inspiring something is completely different. You know, when you're copying pasting, it's like, you're ripping that person off. It's not flattering to get ripped off. And right. that's, that's just how I feel about it. You know? Yeah. I think, um, you know, how do you feel about, yeah, this, I guess it's kind of the last one I'm going to ask you about. Cause I, I personally have no problem with this at all, but I've heard people mention that they don't like it either. Is um people just copying the choreography for their own training just cause they want to have some fun when they're training, they're not teaching it. They're just doing it for fun. Yeah. You know, I was like tossing some ideas in my head about what we could chat about today. And that was one of the things um, is that there's like layers to it, right? Like there's somebody, they see your video and they teach it to themselves in their own time, in their own space. And they don't even post it. They just thoroughly enjoyed your movement and they wanted to, oh, I hear that clicking that you were talking about now. Okay. It's gone. <laughs> um, they, they, you know, they, they use your choreo. They just wanted to use it for themselves. They're not going to post it anywhere. They're not going to pawn off as their own. And that's, that's level one, you know, the other level is, um, you know, learning it from your Instagram and then posting it and then maybe not tagging you. That's kind of shitty. Or maybe they do tag you. And then there's another level of where they're learning it to teach it and to profit off of it. And that's, you know, that's where I get, you know, irritated right sure. like if you're gonna learn it for yourself i'm cool with that like you genuinely like my stuff and you just want to try it and you're not gonna like post it or pawn it off as your own great and even if you do post it um like i said if you're like crediting me and you know maybe you don't have the funds to pay me like i get it like you don't always have the funds to pay for an 80 dollar private lesson and you want to you can't just afford learn this fifteen dollars to buy the the tutorial. <laughs> you the can't tutorial. afford one hour minimum wage to pay for a tutorial. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I know what you mean though, I, and I agree with you. I think yeah, like, it's got to. This is the thing. Like, so for me, I'm I'm just like I understand not everyone, and actually, that's the truth. Some people maybe can't afford fifteen dollars, and that's fine. And it's like sure, but don't go and profit off of someone's work if you know yeah. you can't afford to do that do you know what I mean so I don't believe mm -hmm. that that's nice so I think really like pretty much a summary of what we're saying is if you're a student 
you know, of course, like copy stuff, be inspired by stuff. And, you know, and if you can afford to do support these pole dancers classes, because this is how we earn a living and, you know, pays our bills and allows us to continue creating stuff for you to be able to, you know, do with us again in the future. And like, if you're a teacher, you know, don't be a dick and just like, yeah, uh, just, you know, pay people. Some people might not eat like, like you just said, some people might not even charge that much, but it's just a yeah. case of like messaging like, Hey, listen, I really loved your choreography. My students are dying to learn it. I'd love to get you here, but obviously I live in this area of the world. It's a bit too crazy to do that, but would you be willing to sell me the license to teach it? What a lovely thing to message, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I want, um, I want you just to give us a summary on what you think people should do. Tell us, tell us what your, what's your resolution to this? What, what do you think? Of okay. Best? best, best case scenario. You ask them permission to do it. You pay them to either learn it from them or to, you know, the tutorial or whatever. And then you credit them. You let the students know, Hey, I learned this choreography from Dan and I loved it and you guys are gonna love it. Like, look him up on the gram, he's great. That would be my best case scenario. You know, you're asking for the permission respectfully. Like that's where you show the respect, right? And you're paying for it, which also shows the respect for the time that I'm putting in. You're paying me for the time that I put in to make that, that you're saving on that time. So you're paying me to save your time on what you're about to teach if you're gonna teach it or just learn it for yourself. And thirdly, yeah, give it credit because like I said, I'm, there are people that like you think maybe are really great choreographers, but they don't have the exposure. Like I don't have that many followers on Instagram, you know, and it helps everybody, Which is a crime. you know, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, just giving the credit would be super helpful in my case. And I know a lot of other people's cases because like you said, Instagram is blocking us. Like Instagram does not want our stuff to come up on the algorithm, you know? So, you know, giving that credit to the class to get them their more followers or get them their more views and their engagements to get up. It's gonna, it's be, it's gonna be a win-win for everybody. For sure. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. all down to like respect, being a good person and just doing the right thing. You know, we're all in different situations, but I think so long as the intention is good, it's all good, mm -hmm. right? It's all fine. So um, we need to tell people where they can find you um, and wh where they can take your classes. So just give us, well, one place you can take Abby's classes on The Pole Destroyers, where you can catch up, which is www.thepoledestroyers.com. But tell us about where else people can learn from you, what your website is if you have one, what your Instagram is. Just give us where people can find you. Yeah, so um, my Instagram is polar.abby, um, that's Abby, A-B-I, um, and I offer online privates through Zoom. I record them all so you get a recording with it so you can reference it back at a later date. So my DMs are always open for online privates. Um, if you're interested, obviously, let's go to the studio. I teach at Rex and Allen, and I also teach at Altitude Aerial Fitness in Frisco. Those are in Texas. Um, and then I go to California every couple months. So when I'm in California, I'm te teaching workshops at Sadie's, Platinum, Inversion, Dom, sprinkled throughout California when I visit. So there's a lot of places you can find me. Another online platform that I teach for monthly 
is um, team-based work. And then, like you said, the pole destroyers, I have a class on there too. Yeah. Or I have two classes on there too. I yeah. actually, um, I need to, I, it's on my to-do list to message Claudia actually, because I'd really love to get Claudia on the pole destroyers to teach some classes. Um, do, you yes. know, and do you know what, being really honest, I actually, and I will be doing it at some point, I do in the future want to sign up to some team-based work classes. Do you know what the problem is for us over here at the moment is that the conversion to dollars is so bad at the moment. It's, it used to be that like, for a for a pound we would get like two dollars but now it's pretty much the same it's like so so bad um and when i went to vegas just recently i went with my husband and we were like oh my god it just was so expensive we couldn't go over how expensive it was so yeah the, the dollar yeah. to pound sucks at the moment but you will definitely see me i will be coming and i'll come take some of your team-based work classes because i loved your class on the pole destroyers it was so fun thank you and i loved your choreo thank so you people if you're listening now and you're not already fo following abby go and follow her at polar.abi um she is amazing i can't big you up enough i love your stuff keep doing what you're doing I have no doubt that probably by the end of next year, you'll be on like on 100,000 followers. You'll be way too famous <laughs> to talk to me anymore. And um, yeah, and then I'll be begging you to come back on my podcast and you'll be like, I'll be in your request DM somewhere hidden. <laughs> but yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been lovely talking to you. And um, bye, doggies. It was nice to see you too. <laughs> Thank you. It was great. I had so much fun talking with you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for see having you us. soon. <laughs> bye. Okay, see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. What do you think? We want to know what you think. Do you think it's okay to steal people's choreos? Or do you think that you should pay and credit people for their choreographies? I'm super interested to know what you think. Until next time, bye. That was all the tea that you can get this week Join me next time right here It's the Weekly Tea